So we've all heard of the great resignation and a contributing factor is the mental health of employees. The Harvard Business Review recently published a research study on stressors affecting the mental health of employees called People Want Their Employers to Talk About Mental Health, written by Kay Greenwood et al. So there's your takeaway right there, is that people want a more open forum in their work environment. Now, something that we know from emotional intelligence is first, we have to work on our self-awareness and be comfortable with our own emotions before we can be situationally aware, recognizing the emotional state of other people and the effect that we have on them and facilitating those conversations. So that's where we need to start is, are we comfortable talking about our emotions and doing it in the workplace? Because that is what the research is showing us. That's a contributing factor why people are quitting their jobs. Prior to the pandemic, the focus to address mental health at work included reducing stigma of talking about existing mental health conditions. So what it looked like is someone in the place of work had an existing condition. It may have been exacerbated by the stress happening in work or life or both. And they were referred to an EAP, Employee Assistance Program by Human Resources, and they were able to take advantage of that benefit. Increasingly, since the pandemic began, the focus has shifted to the company's role in everyone's mental health. So all of us have been affected by this pandemic, and all of us are a little different. If you really take a step back and ask yourself, how have I changed and how has my mental health been affected? How has my physical health been affected? We are more um, comfortable and used to talking about the physical effects, but there's also a mental effect that we cannot separate. So several factors have had an impact on all of our mental health, including emotionally draining work, balancing out work and life, and what does that look like when we are working from home, um, remotely, hybrid, if we're fully back in the office, we have some clients and customers who may be hybrid or remote. It's a different atmosphere with different challenges. Um, another factor, that had an impact on mental health is poor communication practices and lack of connection. And that was really exacerbated by the isolation in our homes. What have employers done? They've done the right thing. They've offered more accommodations increasingly, including more flexibility of more frequent or extended breaks for those therapy appointments. Now, what's interesting about the study, the workforce is not asking, I need more flexibility to leave the office and go to that therapy appointment that the employee assistance program is offering. They want the work environment to change. They want to come to work and feel supported. So the leaders are literally having to become therapists. 
leaders are not trained. It's not our fault. Um, leaders are not trained in skills of listening and empathy. I know my background is 25 plus years as a mental health therapist. We had yearly continuing education, nonviolent communication. And it includes how to listen and how to show empathy. This is a skill that we now all need. Whether we're in a leadership position or not, we have a sphere of influence. And listening makes the difference for people. When people feel heard, they just feel better. And people are stating to us that they want work to be a place where they can feel heard. And so all of us need training in this area. And that's the key right there. What is the key to addressing the great resignation, the stressed out workers and leaders, the burnout? It is listening and listening with empathy. So I do recommend that everybody receive training in that because we default to giving advice and that is not what empathy and listening is. And we have our perspective and opinions. That's not what empathy and listening is. Uh, and so it, and there's a reason that therapists and helping professionals and psychologists and psychiatrists have continuing education in this area. It's because we don't default to these skills and we need to continually work on these skills intentionally. Um, so the great accommodations, it's fantastic, but the employees are saying it's not enough and they're still resigning. Um, now, the utilization of these accommodations, hey, I'm offering you flexibility to go to that therapy appointment. It's no different than in 2019. Um, so 31% of respondents reported they most desire a more open culture around mental health. So how can this be achieved? I'm just gonna give you a few tips on empathy. Uh, it's, it's very basic. You listen, you listen to the perspective, you put aside your own perspective, and you repeat back what you heard the person say. Not what you thought about what they said, but what you heard them say. Then the person says, yes, and, or no, you didn't hear me. And don't take that personal. Because so many times I think I've communicated something and it was not clear because it was clear in my head. So don't make that personal. Just listen some more and realize that they're very stressed. And your goal is to bring calm because the calmer we are, the more productive and engaged we're gonna be at work. And there's gonna be an appreciation. And that gratitude is going to spark the brain and begin to rewire it just naturally. And there's going to be that connection. So some of the factors that we talked about, uh, poor communication practices, lack of connection right there, you're checking in and that's organically naturally happening, just that you made the intentional effort to practice empathy. So you're not going to judge it. And all these thoughts go through our heads. You're just going to put that aside because we naturally judge. You're not going to give advice. You're going to say, that sounds really hard. Tell me more. That person is a resilient, intelligent human being. 
we each have the solution on the inside. It's decluttering and calming ourselves so we can see it for ourselves. And just this process practiced over and over will empower. Uh, so that emotionally draining work, well, that's interesting. Why is it emotionally draining? What's happening with that? Well, if we could talk about those emotions and just acknowledge them, uh, then maybe it wouldn't drain us as much. But if we feel like there's a stigma to talking about our emotional experience at work, then we're going to hold it in. And that's not healthy for us. Just like physically, if we're trying to hold something in, it's not good for our system. So creating psychological safety, open conversations, it comes from leadership emulating this. And then naturally, we're going to address that work-life balance. Uh, when people are coming to their own conclusions, when people are feeling supported and connected, then naturally, we are going to be able to um, manage everything happening in our life because we're going to be more calm. We're going to feel more stable with our mental health because we know that we have support. The happiness studies all show that the key to happiness is connection. Um, and what this has done during the pandemic time that's affected our mental health is we've become more isolated into ourselves. And whether, you know, we're sitting at home working where we're in the office all the time and now it's hybrid and we're really missing that connection and you can only have so many virtual meetings it's not the same it's different when we're together um, i'm leading a group of women i am the president of the nonprofit board and there was a mix-up with our rooms we had this beautiful room and we still have it but beautiful high ceilings big windows people could spread out because there are different comfort levels still with the pandemic and there was a mix-up so we were put in this smaller room it had chandeliers a lot of ambiance we had four large tables with like 27 women crowded in four large tables the speaker stood like they were standing right next to me where i'm seated and we didn't have much room and I thought, oh my, because I've heard so much about various comfort levels and our goal was to accommodate everyone. And the women enjoyed sitting close to each other. Uh, when we were about to start the luncheon, the noise in the room from all the chatter, and it was a real positive energy that was happening. And I got some positive feedback and so did others that they enjoyed it. They missed each other. We are social beings. We need that connection. Uh, and yes, we act certain ways when we're stressed. And so empathy disarms, empathy deescalates, empathy brings connection. And we need more and more education and then fine tuning, continuing education with this skill.